Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How is your alternate Monday? Wonderful, Dennis. It's uh, been a busy been a busy bit, but uh, I absolutely love this time of year. As much as I, I can complain about the winter, I gotta do the upside and say wonderful things about spring, summer, fall. It's all, it's all great. It's, hmm. So love the sun. Love the you know walking, getting out, being more physical. And, uh, you know, it's as they, as they say in science, you know, exercising and having better food in your body makes you feel better and happier. Who would have, who would have guessed? That that sounds like science. Science, right? It's not like a mystical secret. Um, so yeah, when summertime comes, you know, you, you get to go out and go to like farmer's markets, get some fresh vegetables and fruits and, um, not that you can't get that at your local grocery most of the time, but you know. It makes you get out. You kind of want to walk, do some things. I went to, um, this last weekend, I uh, went to my old hometown in Terre Haute to visit my sister and my grandma. And uh, Sydney and I went. And we used to, I mentioned this before, we used to walk a lot as kids because we didn't have a car. Um, right. And then as mom got like a real big full-time job, her nursing job, uh, she worked... Um, evenings, like 3 to 11 shift. Uh, sure. And we get out of school at 3 o'clock. Uh, so we were like parentless. Not necessarily parentless. That makes mom sound really terrible. My grandma... Latchkey. Yeah, we were latchkey for sure. But grandma got home at about 5 o'clock. And she lived... We lived a lot of times in a duplex. Um, mm. So ma- ma- grandma was on one side and we were on the other. So grandma was, I'm using air quotes, watching us. But... The, sure. the only time she ever watched us was to come over. My grandma is the kind that you you see that has a cigarette out the window. It was like, I always talking like this, those darn kids. Um, sure. That, that's my grandma. I love her to death. But that's what she is. So the only reason she'd come over is to complain that the house was a mess and that we should be doing work, right? Um, yeah, so for, sounds right. So for the most time, we were never home when we could be, and we would walk <laughs> literal miles, Uh to, to go places. Um, I never knew where my brother and sister were any of the time. Cause I was always gone. Um, so my sister and, and I have for the last several years said that we, you know, we, we'd like to go and, and go walk like we used to go to the old places where we used to walk and see them now as an adult and, and, and stuff. And that's what we did. I went there and my sister and I walked from our old house when we were in like middle school to the mall, which is, we start from the middle of town to the other side of town. And then, or sorry, one end of town and then back. It's a total of a little over five miles. Um, but Terre Haute's a very flat city, very flat. Um, so no sure. hills. It wasn't arduous in that way. It, it, you know. And I really got to appreciate like riding a bike there is pretty great. You know, no hills to go up and down. Um, but it, that was real fun. Uh, Sydney had never walked that much in, in one time. She can remember. <laughs> ah, she does like a Disney and stuff. Um, sure, but, uh, but that's different. Yeah, New York and whatever. Uh, but it was a it was a, it was a beautiful day. It was nice and cool in the morning, and then I got a little warm, but not too much. And as we were walking back, and it was one of those perfect sweet spots for almost all three of us, where we got back to the car and we were like, we couldn't make it another step, right? Um, hmm. So it was like this just hit us just at the right peak, um, and we were happy to be back at the car. Uh, so it was it was super fun. Uh, got to do that and went to went with my grandma to some places that we hadn't seen and then farmers markets and 
on the way home. Uh, it's, yeah, it's been such a beautiful time getting out, doing things, having sunshine always makes me feel better. Vitamin D from the sun. Uh, <laughs> you're still in the area. I know that because I saw you just yesterday. Yep, yep. We did game night last night. It's pretty excellent. Um, it's always good having you around. Yeah, I have not. Uh, I have not gone anywhere interesting. Um, I did. Uh, I don't know. Made made a batch of burritos over the weekend. Um, I'm sure I've described that before, but I made your burrito making oh, process. My burrito making process. Um, I learned that the Bedford Walmart does not have a wide range of peppers available. Though I got some Serranos in Anaheim, so they're adequately spicy. Um, and the pork shoulder roast I got was bigger than I wanted, so they're mostly meat with some beans and, and lentils okay. in there. But I didn't I didn't put rice in them because I had too much filling already. I bought... I can always count how many I made because the, the tortillas come in packs of 10. Mm-hmm. And so I made about 46, I think. Wow, so many. Yeah, enough that I have three that wouldn't fit in my freezer. I have a big fridge for how small my camper is. Yeah. Uh, but the, the freezer is still relatively small. Like a typical, you know, pull-behind 20-foot travel trailer, the freezer would hold like five burritos. Maybe a dozen if you didn't have anything else in there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, mine fit in there. But that's not that interesting. Um, we... <laughs> Played a new game last night. Our, oh, game our night, game night table. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm, game night. I know you all at the big table played more uh, Journeys of Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah. I that I got a little bit to talk about for that. Yeah, go ahead. So what, your game you played was one I I had not known Trotsky had. It's a themed game, right? What, what was it? Yeah, yeah. So um, this was Trotsky, Justin, and I. And um, the simple way... So uh, this game is called... Game of Thrones betwixt. Game of Thrones uh, betwixt. Okay. Yeah, there's an apostrophe in betwixt somewhere. Um, I'll post a link to that if you're interested. It's a it's a good game with a not very good name. I don't think. <laughs> uh, so something the way Trotsky described it is like Fantasy Flight or Asmodee, I guess, merged or owned or whatever the company that made betwixt. Yeah. which is some kind of um some kind of other game. Okay. And of course Fantasy Flight has the board game rights to Game of Thrones among other IPs, mm-hmm. uh, Lord of the Rings and some of I don't think they have exclusive Lord of the Rings rights, but they definitely have rights to Game of Thrones and uh, maybe other games too. But like, you know, the big Game of Thrones game is theirs, the the um living card game is Fantasy Flight. Uh the one for Game of Thrones, I mean. Um anyway, the simple way to describe this game it is is that it is Condottier meets Between Two Cities. Okay. And if you don't know either, if you don't know both of those games, it's going to be harder to describe. <laughs> um, this, uh, so the 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 majority of the gameplay really is Condottier. So um, there are two decks of cards. Big ones and regular sized ones. Okay. Um, the regular sized ones have numbers from one to eleven, but there's no. It's like one to eight and then eleven. Okay. 
Um, and some of those cards have abilities, have actions, uh, things that happen when you play them. Okay. Or at the end of a hand, a round. Um, and then the big cards are characters from the books. Books. Um, in a series of there are like round there's four rounds and it varies based on player count there are rounds and so for three players i don't know what the details are if it's more than three players but um there were three rounds of four uh i don't know i don't i don't want to call them both rounds but there there were three phases okay phases is too small a word whatever there were 12 rounds in three groups Right, three sets, three sets of rounds, whatever. Uh, in each round, we turn over one of the character cards. It has a point value and maybe some other thing that it does. Text on the card. Yeah. And then we go around and we take turns playing the the small cards from our hands. Um, and at any point, you can fold or as this game calls Neil, where you take your character card and tilt it, right? Like you're tapping it in Magic. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever has the Tra- highest trademark, point value. Trademark. Right, trademark. I can't say tapped, but Neil, <laughs> twist gotta, it. Got to pay some portrait to portrait, portrait to Landscape, or I, I don't want to have to yeah, p- pay royalties to Watsy. Um, whoever has the highest total value of the cards in front of them wins that character and then here's the between two cities part um you can put that character on it doesn't go in front of you but it goes either to your left or your right okay um it has a point value on it and then when you claim it you also take a chip uh that's face down and that on the face of it has a number from one to three and those chips are never turned up until the end of the game okay um, some of those cards have powers, right? Where there's like, if I play a card and one of my neighbors wins the card, they have to put the hero on my side, on the side between us. Um, there's one that like lets you steal a card from in front of somebody else, right? So you do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's one that lets you draw a new card. Um, I should say, you only draw more cards at the end of each set of rounds. Okay. Right? So you you start with ten cards, and you're going to play through four hero cards. So you you it, there's this the, this the very Condottier part of it, where you, you know, you have to kind of decide, like, do I want to really go hard on this card? Because if I do, then I'm going to only have three cards left for the last two heroes or whatever. Right. Um, and then at the end of the game, you turn up all those chips and your score is the lower of the, what they call councils, right? The, the sets of heroes between you and the players on either side of you. Okay. Right. So, um, it forces you to try to balance those, right? Like if Trotsky's on one side of me, we could do an alliance and we're like, oh, we'll get good heroes and we'll put them between us and that'll be great. But Justin is on my other side 
And if I put all my good cards between me and Trotsky and the card between me and Justin is only three points, I'm only going to have three points at the end. Okay. Right. So it's competitive, but you have to kind of work together and you have to work together in our case, because there were only three of us, we kind of all had to work together while still competing. Oh, Um, right. Cooperative, but not. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, again, that's the thing. That's the thing I like about between two cities. Um, and so adding that to a condottier type game while taking out the board and the weird sort of, um, like area control elements of condottier, um, were positives for me. It, I'm curious how it will scale, how it would scale with more players. Um, I think four, maybe five is probably ideal. Three was strange because, you know, there were a lot of cases where one person could just fold because they're like, you know, if I put this card out there and the two of you fight, I still benefit because it's going to go on one side or the other of my right. councils. Um, and... I think it could get very like with more players, it could get slow from uh, analysis paralysis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, it's it's a solid game. I just don't like the name Betwixt. B- Betwixt. <laughs> That's my biggest <laughs> complaint about it, which is pretty. Uh, it's fairly petty. That's funny. Um, sounds okay though. Like I, I like I I do am a fan of the you know, cooperative, but you got to still kind of be a little competitive. The only thing bad about yeah. those kind of games is that, um, if befitting Lord of the, uh, Game of Thrones is that, uh, you, um, you're always nervous because the name of the mm-hmm. game is to turn on people. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's fine. But, uh, and you, and, and there's a fair amount of that sort of social engineering, social manipulation that I don't care for. Yeah. Um, but I ended up winning, so that. <laughs> so it wasn't wasn't too bad, right? Yeah, we got a we turned a very powerful hero card, um, Jake Nagar, uh, the faceless man. You know, a man has no name, man who has no name, right? Um, and his power he was worth three points, but his power was you could put him in any council, uh, kill someone in that council. And then move as many chips as that uh, um, heroes. They're not called heroes. What are they called? I don't know. Whatever they're called. Not heroes. Move as many (laughs) chips of its point value into another council. Right? And you don't know what the chips are. But if I, I won that card and put it in the council between Justin and Trotsky. Yeah. And killed a hero they had worth six and then moved the all four of the chips in that council into the one between me and Trotsky, which ended up being my higher one, but it removed at least 10 points from that council. If all four of those chips were one, it was worth 10 points. Oh, okay. Right? And so it was just a massive point switch shift in the second to last round of the game. Um, oh, so it's close. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds definitely fun. We, on the other side of the table, we 
we did do the the journey, Lord of the Ring Journeys of Middle Earth mm-hmm. game, which we've talked about multiple times. So we won't talk about that. But it was a very epic game. Some of these, I almost want to call them episodes because they feel like episodes, episodic stories that you're playing kind of through, um, like chapters, adventures, or chapters, yeah, whatever they are. Um, it was um, some of them are pretty straightforward. Take an hour. So maybe to, to play hour and a half, you know, not doing setup, breakdown, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just talking and shooting the breeze. Um, but um, it, th- this one took considerably longer. Like, I think we yeah, started at it for a while. Yeah, I think it's, it's like almost three hours, like something like that. Um, and, and it was uh, it had a, a big, epic, sprawling map, which is something you have to kind of, you know, uh, uncover as you go through and see what it was and find things and then were you guys in uh in in some some mines we were in the mines of moria for sure oh, uh Doom. um so we were exploring things down there and it was really big and we had to it, it intentionally makes you have to split the party type thing um mm. so we were all kind of doing each other our own things far apart from each other and working but kind of still having to work together somewhat um, which was kind of neat. And then at the end, uh, I'm gonna make this long story short type thing, but we found this gate that we had to go through and it says, and we're like, okay, cool. So the thing is we had to find three words to open the gate. Okay. That seems to be the, the goal of the game. We all went through, found the goal of the game after about an hour and a half into an hour and 45 minutes. We're like, that's, we're already really long. So once we get the words and then go to the gate, it's going to like, end the chapter for us and then next week we'll see what happens from there on out it's kind of how this works right 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 um, sure. so we got the three words uh captain chris runs back um he's playing gandalf and he runs back to the gate a big balrog spawns um and we're like okay mm-hmm. cool um you know we're gonna this start a new round on any of you yeah they're like oh he's gonna, he's gonna you know kick, kick our butts no big deal but we're just gonna go say the words to the door and ignore that guy right and we had a whole round to do it. So Pat kind of messed around and got it, picked up some extra treasure just because. And then so did sure, Zahn, sure. picked up some treasure, wasting our last turn because Chris has just got to like push the button, right? Um, mm-hmm. I go and I hit the Balrog and I do really, really good. I put everything, every card I had into it and it like took half its life away in one hit. I was like, ah, that's awesome. But, you know, it's not a big deal. Not important. Uh, Chris presses the button. And at that time, I lean over and tell Sydney in the other room, like, hey, get your stuff together. We're going to get ready to go. We're, we're almost there. It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so it plays out that, um, when you press it, um, the, a Balrog and his, uh, buddy like respawn and get full life, but not just full life. Mm-hmm. They have like more armor, more hit points, more everything, do way more damage. And then they automatically just rail on Chris right away. And he's over there by himself. Cause we were just, gathering treasure and messing around um sure and all of a sudden so he gets hit real bad uh zahn had not cared to like really heal himself too much because he thought it was over too and he was almost dead already and so was pat um so Mm. everybody was almost dead because it was a really big epic game we'd already been through and then this big baddie spawns and it's like okay you all got to fight this big baddie and we're like oh no and he takes Zahn has to do some clever engineering to get through and survive. Chris almost dies. Um, and then we had to fight the Balrog, get through again. And then we have to do a thing with the crown. It's like, it was another hour after that. 
with another epic fight <laughs> where we all almost died and had to do it. And I ended up being the one that did the most damage, I, you know, it's, which is rare. I play Arwen. Um, and mm. it was, I, I'm usually a big support character, all helping everybody out, but I just was, had the right cards and stuff. And I did a ton of damage. Sydney later on, when I was telling her this story, was like, this sounds like a great story. Like a, want something you'd see in the movie and it's you know everybody's hurt and down and balrog spawns and boss comes in and i was like it really was but we were just so tired and exhausted halfway <laughs> through because we thought it was so epic you know it's like that epic tiredness type thing um yeah, yeah. so and and this is there's 13 chapters where this is chapter seven so i guess maybe it's the midway point big thing um hmm. and we didn't really realize that uh, so anyway it ended up being a really neat thing Oh, all the way through, there's this skeleton dwarf that's following us around. And when we do something like get one of the words for the door or pick up the crown or the balrog comes, it's a whole full page of exposition. That he, oh, sure. So every time it was, and it's all heavy story to us, stuff, telling us about the I whole he- I thing. heard you reading it oh. while we were playing. I was reading game. it as fast. I usually don't read quickly when I'm reading like flavor text stuff because I want, it's all yeah, about yeah. The, the stuff. But man, I was reading as fast as I can. Yeah. Oh, it's just terrible. I mean, it was good. It was good stuff. But oh, when you're exhausted, it's just so much, so much. Uh, thankfully, the guys that I'm playing with also enjoy the lore as much as stuff. I I played with some of our group where we're like, let's just skip this and go because we're just we just like mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but this group enjoys both, so we were really enjoying it. And yeah, it's still it continues to be a great game. Always has a surprising adventures, totally different than the rest and. As um, is with that game, if one person dies, the game is over. We don't get another do-over, and the campaign's done. Mm. So, like, you can lose the scenario and continue on, but if you die, one person, then you're just you're all your time is done. You have to start back from from one, and you can't just start over because it's an app kind of based game. So, right, you it. It just your save file's done, right? You just you can't you can't undo. You don't know if the choice a different choice would have been matter. You got to go back and make different choices. And a lot of these adventures are set up that, however, you make a choice. Like, do you chase the spiders into Merkwood or do you go help the elves? And it's a different adventure either way. So, sure, if you started from chapter one again, your story is going to be different. And there's no book to look up and say like, oh, if we had made this choice, it would have been this. You know, it's just in the app. Sure, sure. So, yeah, it's a, it has a, it puts a little bit of tension on you, which is pretty fun. So, yeah, it was, it was good. That's, that's funny. I've been playing um, the original Fire Emblem game. Yeah. Um, which is, it's like the seventh in the franchise, but the first that was published in the u.s right on the game boy advance yeah and it's the same game that i played when i was doing emulation on my phone a few years ago um but it's a it's a top-down square grid tactical game with a lot of cutscenes, right jrpg kind of um but it's like final fantasy tactics where there's permadeath if any of the characters die they're gone and because i'm playing in an emulator i just am constantly like saving save before anything happens oh, yeah yeah at the start of every, of every one of my turns and i'm like oh my one like fairly weak what they call pegasus knight right it's a female 
character who flies, who rides a Pegasus. So she has a really wide move. Like her move. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah number is higher than anybody else's she's also super fragile um and so <clears throat> when she's she dies i'm like okay load the save let me try that all right again. yeah just keep i'll keep her back here play a little more defensive <laughs> and it's I, I think they call it save scumming where you just oh is that, like, is that the name for that uh, okay i, I used ga- to... gaming the rapid save load to yeah. uh to get around what should be a fairly like difficult and punishing game but i'm like i don't have time i'm not gonna start over this game let me just go back to before i screwed that up and try it again yeah i i um the 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 one that game that comes to mind the most when i do, did that in was um um it's not is it called destiny uh divinity original sin 2 yes 100 percent, a million percent right like you're always Oh, I hit that, and I didn't realize it was going to kill my own guy, or that guy comes and one shots you. You're like, yes. You're like, oh, let me let me throw this spell over here, and you're like, oh, that reacts with a thing and lights your dude on fire, and now one of your guys is dead. Yeah, like what really? And and a lot part of of why I kept I kept bouncing off of that game for sure. And and it wasn't just combat either in that game. I don't want to bash on that game, but it was um, you say the wrong thing in the talk tree then you've just pissed off royally one of your guys and forever and you're like yeah i didn't realize he was he was going to be pissed because i saved the princess right like right right. yeah so it's a lot of it was so much reloading with that game and that's called save scumming okay now i know know the name i I think i think that's the case that makes sense uh wow yeah i haven't i did play you know what i did get a play actually some video game this weekend i was trying to decompress and i decided like getting lost in a video game i've been so busy i have had a chance to actually do that but i played a little bit of horizon uh forbidden west which i've said before not reviewing that Mm -hmm. one Uh, what i did want to say about it though is that i did notice and it was sid kind of helped show it to me that this is basically breath of the wild it's sony's breath of the wild and I was like, oh, okay. my God. Now I started seeing all sorts of parallels. Now that I've played some Breath of the Wild, I was like, oh, yeah, this is totally Breath of the Wild. But hmm. but different. I mean, it's got it's the same kind of huge, massive world and getting o- different open things. Open world adventure kind of. Yes. Yeah. Adventure. You're attacking, you know, fighting with combat and the same kind of way. Um, it's funny because I've played both of those games, but. Not for very long in either case. <laughs> sure, yeah, right. Just, um, and I, I was looking forward to playing Breath of the Wild once Sydney's done, which I think she's pretty much done because Friday the new one comes out and she's super excited. Um, yeah, I have, that, I have that pre-ordered. Even though I didn't play the first one very long, I got caught up in the hype with all of our friends. Yeah, she, yeah, uh, she she uh, got it for a ber- pre-ordered for her birthday, so I got to go out Friday and get it. Um, hmm. And... But so I'm, I was looking forward to playing it with her. But of course, I've got uh, already a backlog of games for the PlayStation or the like a console that I I'm going to make sure I get through first. So and that's one of them. Um, and so mm-hmm. when I realized it dawned on me, and I don't know why I'm so stupid that it didn't, it didn't dawn on me that the, these were the same ga- kind of games that I it helped me enjoy it a lot more. It's like oh this is this is what I want to get to to play in the other game. I'm playing it now, right? So I'm like oh yeah. So just kind of put my 
put the other game like Breath of the Wild out of my mind that I'm missing out on something, kind of like the fear of missing out thing that I'm sure. that I'm not actually missing out and enjoy what I'm doing. So it let me just really kind of enjoy what I was doing. Um, hmm. I'm like, oh, that's that's really cool. And and to not to put too fine a point on it, a lot of things are better about um, the Forbidden West game, and it's just because of the it's because of the um, the platform that it's on. Um, mm. And while Zero Dawn came out considerably much before Breath of the Wild, so you could say Breath of the Wild took that genre and kind of went with, with it, uh, Forbidden West was after Breath of the Wild, so it kind of learned lessons from all the things, right? Sure. Uh, so it can kind of be a better game because of that. And it's got, you know, it's got, it's a bigger game, more space. Uh, Sydney said that there is more, um, more, I can't think she told me it was more memory or more physical space in in her, the main character's hair than is in all of the actual world of Breath of the Wild. Because, um, mm. you know, they're on this little bitty disc type, little bitty cartridge thing as opposed to PlayStation's big file sizes. Oh, sure. Well, and, a, and the PS5 was a couple years yes. after. And it's, I mean... Yes, all that, all those reasons. Just, just completely different system. Platforms. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So it's... Playing this one, I look up and watch her playing Breath of the Wild, and it's washed out, right? It kind of, the aesthetic it has is this kind of washed out look to it. And again, that's sure. that's knowing what you and I know about technology. It's that, how can they get such a sprawling, massive game te- technologically on a system that isn't as big as, say, a PlayStation or an Xbox? And they do tricks, all sorts of little tricks, right, to help you not see pop in help you not see things and Nintendo is phenomenal programmers doing these kind of things. Um, mm-hmm. and one of them is it's, it's a washed out look at the, the aesthetic to it looks like a little bit of fog all the time. It's got a great, uh, filter you might say over it. Um, and when you play horizon zero dawn, it's beautifully crisp and sharp, really, really far out. Um, so your draw distance sure. is really big. Everything's beautiful. There's high polygon counts on everything. Um, so all that made me feel like, hey, I'm not necessarily missing out. Breath of the Wild will be a phenomenal game when I play it because all Nintendo Zelda games have just such great story and cool everything with the intangibles to them that make them great. Sure. Um, so I'll, I will have fun playing that one, but the actual like gameplay and the look of it and, and stuff like that, I, I'm getting a lot good stuff with this one. So yeah, I didn't play it for very long because I have been getting tired at night. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it still continues to be a fun game over a year past its or yeah its uh, release date. Hmm. I still got so many to, to play. Did you play that uh, um, little bit of that Guardians? That's not Guardians. It's the Marvel game that I bought off you. Still haven't paid you for it yet. Uh, oh, uh, Ultimate Alliance. Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, it's different playing things on the so, Switch. It's a little bit like a like a. Diablo, sort of. Not it, really. It but, is a weird the, thing about the top it. Top-down camera and stuff makes me think of it. Yeah, the weird thing about that one is that um, playing it on a small system, which it's designed for, like a small display, things kind of have to be bigger and less fine. Because I played Marvel Ultimate Alliance two on the PlayStation, and it's on a bigger screen and bigger stuff. So you could do a lot more. You had a lot more control over your characters to do special moves and stuff. 
Um, okay. And on the Switch, just the nature of it being a handheld centered game, things are just way different. They, they're, they're way, it, they're, it feels different. Um, and you okay. can't really switch I'd, easily between characters. I didn't play that game for very long, and I don't think I played any of the predecessors. That was a game Fox was excited about. Yeah. And so I bought it, and he and I played, I think, one night, and then he played with his son. And I picked it up. I started it up a couple times after that, but I was like, I don't know. Yes. I would have loaned, loaned it to my nieces and nephew if they hadn't already had it. Yeah. It's it's hard it, as my, I, when I play it. It's hard for me to to want to pick back up again, uh, which is crazy because mm-hmm. I absolutely love the other ones, the, the first two. Um, and it is simply because I can just I can tell in the feeling we talked just said intangibles of it being for this handheld. Um, and I play it. I play it on. I did put it on the the projector on the, on the so it was on a real big screen to say that if that would alleviate it. But you can just feel the camera. And the controls are all made for it to be on a small screen, um, so you don't have as many cool options that that are easy. So I'll say one for example. On the first two, something that was really neat was power interactions. Uh, so you could be, let's say, Tony Stark, shoot your laser, do your superpower laser thing, and if you aimed it at your Captain America, which you could do because the screen's big and you can see it move it around, then he would take his shield and bounce it off and you could reflect it off stuff, right? Power right. interactions. This game has yeah, power yeah. interactions, but because everything's, there's like four dudes and 25 bad guys all crammed into a handheld screen. Uh, you can't really have a lot of fine aiming control. So basically you just push right mouse button and X and it just, the screen lights up with two fighters doing something at the same time. Hmm. You know, it's not, it's not as interactive and not as, like you're actually doing something. Like I did that thing, right? It just I pushed a button and it triggered it because my meter was full. Sure. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's not knock on it. It's they. You know, this is what you do when you have a handheld game. You know, iPhone games can't be the same as a, a console game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, sure. But I'll keep playing it. It's just I, you know, have a different mental mentality of playing Switch games versus other games. Anyway, uh, I did not, it is on me, I did not get an opportunity this week to watch our movie, but... And it's funny because I did a thing you sometimes do, and I watched both <laughs> right. uh, our movie and the original. It was Fletch, uh, and, and Fletch, what was yeah. the... Confess Fletch. Confess the new Fletch, one. yeah. Um, which is crazy, because I, I really should have, but just been so packed. Uh, but... We're going to do a little different thing today um, in its place. We're going to uh, do... Well, we got our 300th episode coming up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of got time. I start to look back on our on our show and the things we've done um, and, and how much we've, you know, ch- not just changed or improved or whatever, but just the, the breadth of our work, I guess I'd, I'd say, mm-hmm. uh, which has gotten pretty, pretty, pretty expansive in the last five years. Um, but it goes without saying that we have watched a considerable amount of media. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's accurate. Like how many hours, how many hours do you think we've watched of TV shows and movies? I mean, we haven't done a movie every episode, but some weeks we did two movies. Are you sure we we haven't done a movie every episode? 
the early versions of the challenge, we were doing TV shows where we would watch a couple episodes a week. Well, that that cons- that's considered media, so we would watch. It is, but yeah. I, but I just mean for time, like oh yeah, how much time is that? Like you know, we could say average two hours, you know, because some weeks we watched a ninety minute movie, like both versions of Fletch are about ninety minutes long. Yeah. Um, and watch and things then, like the Orville and Star Trek and and then yeah. and then other weeks we did Lord of the Rings and um and suffice stuff. it to say there, hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of hours right yes I mean at the very least somewhere in the neighborhood of six hundred hours yeah at, at the very least I, w- I would agree so that's a lot right um, someone might come to us and I've had even some of our friends say uh, I'm looking at this and I want to watch this kind of movie. What do you think? And obviously they've seen Star Wars when they want to watch a sci-fi show. Um, but it got me thinking of like, what, what are my, you know, we always have top lists. Um, but what's my, some of my go-to recommendations with um, someone asks me about a genre or they come up and, and say, you know, I, I don't really watch a lot of TV or I don't, I don't have a lot of time for it. So when I want to watch a show, um, I'd like it to be good. Is there and I've got Netflix or something? Can I go back and watch something? Um, what would I recommend? There's a lot of genres here, so I also thought, what would Dennis recommend? Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through. What do we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Wow, that's a weird number. Um, genres that we just kind of randomly picked out, and you and I are going to talk about our top recommendations. It can be TV series or a movie. In that genre. And that genre can be anything. Uh, we talked about, I, off air, we talked about, um, I could say, what's a good romance thing I could watch? And I'd say, oh, Star Trek season three is the best, got the best romance story. And yes, that's sci-fi category. But when the question is romance, uh, genres can overlap. You know, or, or, or yeah. uh, Star Trek can be a, a thriller, an action, and a sci-fi, right? Um, yeah. So it's the question. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, but we've got a couple, couple no-nos, right, for each category. Mm-hmm. Which means for sci-fi, we can't use Star Trek or Star Wars. Because those are, what, like genre-defining things, I guess you'd call them? Or just, you know, if you're, you know, going on this premise, yeah. right, of like you're going to recommend something to somebody you ticket is read that they've seen some of the most obvious suggestions yeah e- even some of the i have not seen anything people have still seen the lion king right or right. beauty and the beast or little mermaid or something like that every uh, once in a while you meet someone who's never seen star wars I'm like, that's hmm. true it's tr- it's very true especially right. these days sometimes they haven't um so what we'll do is we'll start with the category with and then the we'll category, go but... we'll go through our list and we can talk about why we like that one or ask each other's questions and and we'll we'll start off with the what's the blacklisted items we put on here. Um, mm-hmm. So you want to start with the first category? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay. okay, animation is our first category. Now, what's the the blacklisted here? I put nineties uh, uh, Disney. Can't have can't have '90s Disney in there, um, and can't have Spirited Away. Hmm. I know that's a weird one because because you want to even see that you, you do want to recommend that one, 
But sure. I think when you and I, that's just a kind of a you and I thing. Cause I wanted to keep that one off there. Cause I think that would be on both of our lists. Cause it feels like it's almost a, an too easy of an answer to, sure. for any animation thing. So not any, when I say eighties, nineties, I mean, uh, beauty and the beast, lion King, Aladdin, um, little mermaid. None almost, of those. I almost put beauty and the beast in a different category. Oh yeah. Well, it could be, could be put in, put in those. So, but Romance, for animation, obviously. what do you got for this? What, what would be your top, I don't know, couple, three, four, maybe whatever you okay. feel like. Are we, do you want all of mine and then you'll do all of yours? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. What do you got? Cause okay. I, we can talk about these. Yeah. And we'll have to, we got about four, what's math? 40, 50 minutes. So, <laughs> so oh, we gotta get out there. Right. To go through this whole list of genres and movies, would we can't spend too much time I'll, on. I'll, them. Right. I'll warn you now; we'll probably go over time. But okay, okay so so here are mine, uh, and I'll say ahead of time, though I'll probably end up reiterating this. Some of my picks are like what I consider kind of deep cut classics. Where I'm like, I frequently will meet people who have never seen a thing, and I'm like, yeah. oh, you got to see that. It's, yeah, that's that's that's, that's what this is about. Yeah. Some some are more obvious things that i'm like you've probably heard this before but you should watch this i agree um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i have a little of each because there were some categories that i had no problem coming up with things and there were other categories i'm like i just don't watch a lot of action like what would i say the matrix um well well you know something i want to say when you with your description here it's not necessarily we're saying this is the best of all time because it's got the best no, that's or, that's you know. that's what I mean. Like the like the only things I could think of in a in a genre, I'm like that's so obvious. Somebody's art, or they could go online and look at top ten in a genre and find it. Like I'm yeah. not doing them any favors. And that's and the good, last yeah. time I saw it was so long ago that I don't have anything interesting to add to the recommendation. Correct. Because correct. Long listeners of the show will know that I'm very uh, uh, precious about my recommendations. <laughs> True. Um, okay, in animation. Top of the list, I've got your name, Michael. Uh, Michael, I don't know that. There's no, no, no. no. Uh, uh, your name, the anime. Oh, okay, about yeah, yeah. That the, is such a good. That is such a good one. Surprisingly yeah. good. I, I didn't know anything about what that was about, and then I think your pick was that one, and it was really good. I agree. Yeah, that was that was one of my picks. Now, I did see uh, this director whose name I'm not going to remember now. Um, Suzume, his his more recent movie that's still in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of on the fence, which I would recommend more. Uh, this one is probably your name is probably more accessible. It's not as uh, um, fantasy as Suzume. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's on my list. Uh, second is Wally. Just oh because yeah, I was, tr- I was trying to pick pick a, a Disney movie. That's a good one. A, yeah, a Disney movie that's a solid. I was close to Inside Out. It's it's, it's oh that's another those two, good one. But like yeah. like Wally has this like this nonverbal romance story. This sort of like kind of metaphor for civilization and a sort of like a soft post apocalypse um, kind of thing. Yes. That I think is is unique and, and fascinating. And I mean And there's no talking in it for like the first half, right? There's And no, there's no very words. little dialogue, which I think is an impressive feat of storytelling. I agree. Right? Yeah. So just a wonderful um, movie. T- totally right. I agree. Yeah. And 
at at some point when we were brainstorming this, you suggested having at least one series in each category. Mm, yes. Um, so my first, uh, yeah, my first pick for this is a little less personal. Like if I were going very personal and I knew the person, um, I would maybe recommend a different series. Okay. Um, but the one I picked here is Violet Evergarden. Oh, I could have picked that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. One one of, one of our first uh, yeah. anime watches. Just the way that it, it deals with communication and relationships, um, I found very yeah. uh, um, um, resonant. It's, um, it's and so that's tragically why. sweet is how I'd almost yeah. describe that one. Um, yeah, that one's... That's, that that's, one's a, that's a touching one, man. It's been a while. I, I remember kind of struggling with that because it was... It was so. It was very touching. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say mm-hmm. any more without people will watch it because it's a recommendation. It's for the reason you should go watch that. See it's also very beautifully it. animated. It's in the beautiful. same way that that your name and uh, and that writer directors um, other films. And I should I should go back and watch that original one again because you know it's been a while, um, and it's worth watching. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. for, for mine. I get some weird ones. They're not, again, this isn't, I'm not saying top of all time, so don't get mad at me or that there's so much better. I don't disagree. Um, and my recommendations here are personal t- taste, the things that I, I like and I think you should see. I, I like the show uh, Titan AE. I think it's one of those um, hmm. hidden gem little things because I really enjoy the story of it. I liked the acting. It's got some, like, uh, modern, for when it was out, time music that goes with it. Um, and the movie have a Creed soundtrack. It does have a Creed soundtrack, and and I liked Creed. When I've it never was out. seen it, but I remember the trailers back in the yeah. Day. And, and I liked Creed when it came out, so it's like my jam with the the stuff that was sure, going on. Sure. So it went well, and I like the animation. It almost feels very like hand drawn. It probably was hand drawn, but it just feels like they move a whole lot. Like every frame, it's maybe it's one of those high frame rate kind of movie type things where it's all hmm. smooth moving. Um, and it's okay. and it's got some mixture of uh, some computer generated graphics in it for the time that was right, pretty amazing. Right. So, yeah, just just one of those hidden ones I like. Uh, Bell is a new one that's from the hmm. an anime. Yeah, yeah. Totally took me by surprise. Uh, stunned me with what it was, um, and I had to sit. Sydney and I both turned it off when it was done and sat for a good thirty forty five seconds without saying anything. Which was rare. And because we were speechless, I guess is the word, about how we sure, felt. Sure. So, love that one. And then my, I had to pick a Disney one because I love Disney. And uh, every Disney movie that's really great, everyone loves. Um, I I can't praise things that are already great. Like the ones you said, Inside Out and Wally. Of course they're phenomenal. There's nothing wrong with them. But I, I the one I would say that a lot of people don't like or, or haven't seen really, I wouldn't say like, is that I did is Tangled. Um, the Rapunzel story. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. It's the 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 heroes, not necessarily the hero. The heroine is kind of is the hero. Um, I put it up there with Frozen, which is a pretty great one too. Uh, so I really like that sure. one. And my series that I'd pick, like if you want to, see, to watch an animated series, so many good ones out there. If you even go into the word world of anime, it's hardly a thing you can't beat. And there's so many good ones. But I really really mm-hmm. enjoyed Arcane, um, the League mm-hmm. of Legends thing on Netflix. I watched yep. it three times now. Uh, <laughs> everything about it is is wonderful, and there are three hour YouTube videos you can go out there and see why it's so good. 
Um, and you should. It's so good. All right, next category. It's a weird one, but uh, I found myself uh, amazed at how many things I liked. It's musical. All right, what's our what's our uh, our blacklist on this one, Dennis? The musical category uh, for this one, you put Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, and um, Les Misérables. Yep, can't can't. Those are staples of the musical thing. I would have added Sound of Music to that. Sound of Music, sure. Although Um, I'm not sure if I always would recommend that one. First half, sure. Second half, I'm not so sure. (laughs) Who was? I was just talking to somebody. um, That's a movie. You know, when I saw it was back in the day, my grandparents had a copy of it, and it was a dual VHS, right? Mm Because it's too long to fit on a single uh, VHS at high high uh, speed, and somebody was saying that they like yep. only had one tape. Yep. Right. And I was like, where does that cut off? What does the, it's right there? It's, it, it's, Oh, yeah. it's the wedding. It's, it's right yep. after the wedding, which yep. I'm like, if you just saw this, you would think this is a whole story. So I had that kind of, I had is. that experience. Like, yes. All the, all the Nazi stuff happens after the wedding. Yes. And um, the second, second v- VHS, we never watched the second, second one. We just watched the first. Oh, maybe it was you who were telling me. This. I, no, I mean we we had it and had watched it, but we never oh, okay. we never watched yeah. it as practice. Some of my coworkers, I think, we were talking. about. Yeah, when when, when you go and watch the sound of music, we just put the first one in, and then it's over, and that's all you needed. That's funny. So okay. Anyway, uh, we're not talking about sound of music. Um, <laughs> well, did it make your list? Is it, is it on there? No, no. Okay. Um, though. None of my picks are super, in this category are are super uh, um, obscure. I think musicals are a genre that you're either into or you're not. And if you are, you've probably seen the greatest hit. So I'm like, who am I talking to? Am I talking to somebody who likes musicals? I'm like, well, have you ever seen uh, uh, Tick, Tick, Boom? <laughs> um, and well, if you're well, not you know, into maybe, musicals, maybe I'm like, who's never seen a musical before. They just yeah. If you've never seen a musical, then I'm going to give you a different recommendation, right? Okay. Um, but my I I made fairly safe picks. Okay. Uh, my top my first one is Newsies. You know, I've not seen that. Don't let Sydney know. It's one of her favorites. Oh wow! Wow, yeah. that's a bold. Uh, um, yeah. Um. <laughs> Didn't yeah, even know what to just, say about that one, right? The, yeah. the, the the setting and the act. No, I got a ping on my phone. Distracted oh. me for a second. Um, the second one is Fiddler on the Roof. Oh yeah, that's um, classic. Can't yeah, kind can't. of a classic story yeah, about family and and change. So basically, um, it's uh it's the they got racing cars. And it's about family. Yes, yes, that's it. Same, but they're not the same they're, movie. They're not. They're not so angry. They're not so furious. <laughs> um. Okay, what, what's your your series? Do you have a series for this? And one? The, you don't have to the have a series. series the series. This was a this was a tougher pick. I left this blank for a while, and then I remembered um, a TV series I saw a couple years ago called Gallivant. Oh, son of a biscuit! I forgot that <laughs> I would have picked that. Okay, yes, it's, winner. It's, it's it's very goofy fantasy. Leans into the tropes. Of course, it it's going to make references and and things to, to musical, but it's not uh. as like, like Schmigadoon is a series for people who know musicals. Um, Gallivant is a musical on its own. Like it's not making references to a bunch of other musicals. Or well, anything. screw you, Dennis. Cause I'm going to start with mine with that one. And mine was <laughs> Schmigadoon. Um, be- ah, okay. because I forgot Gallivant. Like, yeah, Gallivant is, is, is better than Schmigadoon, but I liked Schmigadoon because it was short. 
Like it was the right amount mm. that it needed to be. Like it, it, sure, it told the story, and it was done, and it didn't drag me along. And the musical parts of it were where it needed to be. Um, and there was only so many episodes. It just it just was really like a short and sweet, but just the right amount. Um, but n- definitely, I would change that to Gallivant, and I go, I recommend Dennis as well on that one. <laughs> I uh, mean, th- Schmigadoon is really good, but it it's. Is. It's for musical people. Yes, I would Musicals agree. People. Sure. And Gallivant yeah. can be watched by everybody. And I want to go back and watch Gallivant now that you've recommended it. Um, <laughs> the, the, the the movies or shows could be that I would recommend. Uh, I really do like The King and I. The, the, mm, yeah. It's just good. Um, and my other two ones that are still special place in my heart for all the reasons is Moulin Rouge. Just love the soundtrack to it. Sure. Uh, yeah. And The Greatest Showman. The, those are like hands down all time favorite things that I, that I will yeah. watch multiple yeah. times and own the soundtrack to all those. I don't own the soundtrack to King and I, but I probably should. Um, mm. Okay. Here's a big one. Now we've got kind of some middling categories out of the way here. Uh, <laughs> sci-fi. Let's hit it hard on this one. Science fiction. Okay. This can be, a, it's a broad category. It's a it's a very broad category, and actually, I have picks in some other categories that are sci-fi. That's fair. Um, That's fair. So, I have I have nothing nothing deep or or obscure here. Wait, what's uh, our what's top... our what's our blacklist? Oh, Star Trek and Star Wars. <laughs> of course, right? No Star Trek. Um, it just period. otherwise I otherwise I would have put Strange New Worlds on this list. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I, I fought myself to, to not put that on there, yeah. Yeah, it feels like a show that somebody who's never seen Trek could watch and appreciate. Yeah. Uh, but my picks are actually... I have a little bit of both here, but my first pick was Battlestar Galactica. That's fair, um, that's fair, yeah. Fair and safe. It, it gets a little weak toward the end, but I think they stick to landing. Um, it has a lot of you know, real world allegory, but done in a, in a way that fits the setting and doesn't feel, um, like it has a message. It feels very story first, which I appreciate. Um, and so many of the characters are so great, uh, the actors and, and characters. For sure. Um, second is Gattaca. Oh, which rough one. Yeah. Which is a, you know, well-made movie that I've not seen in at least 20 years, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of think I kind of assume still holds up. It's got, it's got a message. That's almost a, yeah, it's got a message that I, I don't want to tell you that that message is, but you should, when you watch it, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feels like one I should maybe watch again, maybe put on our list and yeah. Um, that, and then the third one is firefly. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank the, you. I was, I was the, worried that you wouldn't put that one on there. That it it almost belongs on the blacklist because it's so, but it's twenty. It's over twenty years old now. No, no, yeah, people um, don't know it. People do not know it. At the at the time it came out, I think it did a lot of new things. You know, it might be the kind of thing that if you show it to somebody for the first time now, they're like, "Yeah, but this show does that, and that yeah. show does that." That you know, that it sort of, and it's not. You know, there's nothing incredible, uh, groundbreaking. You know, it was just breaking out of archetypes a little bit um but still at the time that was amazing because nobody yeah. was doing that uh, i'm nobody, i'm really glad you know, that that reached mainstream i didn't put firefly anywhere on here and i knew if it wasn't on our list i people would get upset but the the the, the reason is is for kind of the reasons that you said is that it's uh it's 
I tried to show it to a couple of people and they just couldn't get into it. And they were people who like a lot of the, the things that shows and movies that I like, but they're younger. They just, it was like, it's okay. They almost put it in the, in the uh, next generation category of shows that like, yeah, I could watch this, but, um, and I get it, but it's big for me. So, anyway, so I didn't put, put mine in there. My sci-fi was, uh, everything everywhere all at once. One of my top films anywhere mm. still. Um, I didn't, I didn't think of that at sci-fi, but of course it is. Yeah. Um, and the next two are weird and they're polar opposites from each other. Um, so, I, and I put them here because I thought, like you say, it's a wide genre here, but depending on the person, what you're going to do. So if they want something sure. more thoughtful, sci-fi and serious, kind of how you said Gattaca, this would fit in with that. And I liked, I really, I really liked Arrival. Um, mm. That's very thoughtful. And the way it ends with, it doesn't have a twist per se, but when you figure it all out, it's like, oh, just, it makes you kind of think a whole lot. I like that one. Sure. And the other one's the opposite, the the fifth element. Uh, hmm. It's just a fun, it almost can go in adventure category. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just fun and a sci-fi-ish type thing that I would say. If you want to have a fun sci-fi time, go watch that, that, that real, you know, easy show to watch. Uh, my sci-fi series, i got to tell people to go watch Andor. Uh, it was Firefly or Andor, and I was hoping you'd pick Firefly. Thank you. Now, you said no Star Wars. Oh, I did. Okay, so I don't have... <laughs> I don't, dang, it is sci-fi. I, I forget it's Star Wars, because it's so non-Star Wars-y, I it's, guess. It's, ve- it's, it's maybe the most not Star Wars of any of the streamers. Right, I almost uh, kind of thought uh, about it as a non... Because it's up, it's up there up. with Mandalorian and... Um, Boba Fett, which those things are nothing like Andor. Um, right, right. So, yeah, but that's, um, yep, don't, wh- that doesn't count. It, what, if that what about, counts, then Strange New Worlds should count, So and it doesn't. So. Right, right. What what about The Expanse? Uh, first four seasons, probably. Okay. Um, and I'm, first I'm season on, like, one season is three, I think. Yeah, first, maybe five seasons, maybe. Because I think five kind of rounds it out. And I, I couldn't make it halfway through six. I was waiting on you to get to six so that I'd catch up, but. Um, mm. I just don't the the villain on season six isn't I don't like him at all. So anyway, um, yeah, it, it's good. I'd, I'd probably throw the ones you put in there with Battlestar Galactica. Then the, uh, I'd put that one out there. Fantasy. Uh, this is our big one. Another wide one because there could be you had talked about off the air. Uh, they're high fantasy, realistic fantasy. What kind of what does fantasy mean? Um, I took it to mean like a Dungeons and Dragons type thing. Um. And I chose the oh the what's the is there a blacklist on this one? Lord of the Ring, Wizard of Oz, Lord Prince, of the Rings, Wizard of Oz, Princess Bride, Princess Bride. Uh, yeah, I chose um, the new Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Um, I would recommend oh, sure. that to everybody. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. And I will watch that many times. <laughs> um, I I have four for this one. Uh, dragon Slayer just was when I was a kid. I grew up. We're a coolest looking dragon. Very neat, wizardy kind of grounded type thing. Everyone should watch it once. Willow. Um, will always have a special place in my heart. The Netflix series is not good, so don't watch it. Um, <laughs> and Braveheart. Uh, I like Braveheart a whole lot. Um, I watched it too many times. My TV series for this is... I don't think I would have put Braveheart in fantasy, That's, but it's good well, kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a rough thing to say where it belongs, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my... Series for fantasy people, I, I think you should watch. This one's the only other animated one I have is uh, uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, 
I would put that one in there. I think people should watch that one. It's phenomenal. It has an incredible ending. And one of those that when you watch the last three episodes, you're like, everything was worth it for this. So, hmm. yeah. What do you got? Um, I struggled a bit with this category, um, but I only have two. And okay. Pr- you know, if, I'll probably, like, later tonight or tomorrow, I'll think of three other things. That's what's going to happen. Oh, We're going to be like, oh, why said. didn't I? Right. Um, so, Fox, if you're listening, yes, your pick is probably good. We just forgot it. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> the movie I picked was Big Fish. I hate you so much because I love that. <laughs> I love that movie. It's a yeah. It's a it's a solid movie with a real. It almost could go in adventure, but there's a lot of you know fantastical oh, stuff that happens. Love it, love it. Yes. Um, and my series this this is another one that I you know I would only recommend to certain people um but it's uh a show called Magicians maybe The Magicians I forget the exact title um it's kind of Harry Potter for adults or Harry Potter with adults because okay. they're college uh students um just a lot of interesting characters and weird hijinks that they have not go seen into that and a, yeah. and a and a sort of narnia parallel that's not nearly as cool as they think it's going to be maybe you should check um, that out then because yeah i've not i've seen things about it but still it's like why don't i have that on my list it's it's a little bit trashy i'll i'll, I'll put that disclaimer out there it's a little bit like true blood um, yeah, I I did watch all of True Blood, so uh, same. I almost put True Blood that. on this list, but I'm like, <laughs> True Blood is almost like a guilty pleasures list for sure. Any of these, it's genres. a little embarrassing to talk about, but I <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, okay. All right, the ne- next one. next is uh, uh, reality. This one's gonna only be TV series, though. I guess we could have put like documentary film. I tried to find. I tried to think of a. Different. Oh, I guess you're right. A documentary. Mm. I mean, I mean. Otherwise, what are you going to say? Like uh, uh, um, Ed TV and Truman Show, right? Are there yeah. Another, I feel like there was at least one other show that were like, "Oh, this is like Truman Show." Um, oh right, yeah. And it, I think Ed TV was one Truman Show. They came out at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, they came out pretty close. That's a weird thing that happens. Um, but yeah, we're just talking about reality TV. So what do you got? Uh, okay, so Blacklist went on here, Survivor, because that's one of the original ones, and everybody's seen that sure. one. Um, it actually would have been my pick, because I did watch that for many seasons. But I actually watched The Amazing Race. But I'm going to say specifically mm-hmm. here, you don't want to watch all 800 seasons. Uh, watch Amazing Race Season 11, which is the very first All-Star season. Uh, really, okay. really good. And uh, just does a lot of, um, you know, because it's reality. And they try to script it as much as they can. Uh, but... Sometimes they don't give them enough material to be any good, or the people that are on there aren't very good. Um, on the All-Stars ones, they chose people who are good characters for TV, right? Who are who are going to give them material to make stuff with, to edit it down. And Amazing sure. Race Season 11 was good stuff um, and a fun, fun thing with a great ending. Uh, I also chose Mythbusters. Uh, okay. I, really, I, I like that series. There's... I think I've watched all of them, and even the later ones just are really good. And uh, the show Alone. Um, that's the only survival-type show that I watched. I, mean, I watched uh, Naked and Afraid a little bit, but Alone is just really good. Um, mm. 
And I think you might have recommended that to me, I think. I probably did. A lot of my family love that show. Yeah. Right, so, and, and you weren't wrong. So I watched it. I was like, yeah, this is kind of what I could watch, this one. I didn't pick any cooking yeah. ones on here, but I thought about Cake Boss. Um, mm. But eh, that I, maybe I only watched it for a season then because I don't think it was that good. What you got? All right. So I actually had Alone on my list. It's not a show that I watch uh, alone, but I watch with my family whenever I am am home because I like the... I like the the duality of the like physical survival and the emotional survival. It's uh it's a solid one. Um my other pick and I'll actually call a bit of an audible on this one, but um I have making it. Uh Okay, all right. With yeah. with uh, Nick Offerman and Yep. Um Leslie Nope. What uh, Amy Poehler. Mm-hmm. Um Leslie Nope, that's what I was saying. Yeah, sure. I, I liked that, like, that they did all kinds of different things and that people from, from different areas. It was, I'm sure that there are other series like this, uh, reality shows like this, but it felt very, like, wholesome and genuine in a way that I kind of assumed no reality TV is. Um, the, oh, you said something and I had another audible pick but whatever um i said naked and afraid i said alone uh cake boss uh, for... oh oh clarkson's farm i hadn't heard of that one okay uh so it's jeremy clarkson from uh top gear which i okay. never really watched yeah. um it's just a kind of goofy thing where a guy with too much money owns this giant farm and gets into a bunch of shenanigans trying to run it um, okay it's it's probably not for everybody i think there's only one or two seasons um, the other one is sort of a, sort of an honorable mention, um, because I don't know if game shows count as reality TV, um, and we don't have a game show category, mm, um, okay. but I, I have recently been watching Jeopardy, uh, which is, you know, oh, Jeopardy, yeah. right, so the, the most famous, uh, uh, TV game show of all time, um, but Ken Jennings, former, uh, uh, champion, greatest of all time uh i i really enjoy his podcast he does with john roderick uh the omnibus project where they just talk about random things um he is the mostly full-time host of um of jeopardy now and i think you know no respect no disrespect to alex trebek i think ken does a fantastic job um you can tell that he has the the knowledge you know, just has a wide breadth of knowledge from being a competitor, and it adds a little bit of something that. Uh, what What did you say earlier? The in in implausible, whatever word you used, um, ineffable kind of. Oh uh, uh, yeah, uh, intangible. The intangible intangible kind of kind of quality to it, and it's a and it's a fun watch. Um, yeah, if nice. you. If you haven't, if you have it in, I mean, obviously it's Jeopardy, right? It's trivia show that's, you, you kind of have to, but it's, even if, what, even though I'm watching it by myself, I still have fun sort of, you know, trying to guess whatever the things are and um, things. So if you, if you haven't, if you've never watched it or if you think of it as this old thing, maybe give it a try. I don't know. Awesome. I, I would add to that list, since we kind of went documentary there, I would say Earth. Um mm. You know, they had that for a long time, like HD type thing. First time they did a yeah, yeah. thing. And it was like 10 years in the making or something like that. It's, I would say people like 
reality documentary type stuff, I'd say, although that's a huge, huge list. Earth was pretty amazing. Um, okay, so the next one is a pretty good staple of genres, uh, westerns. We're going to knock out the good, bad, and the ugly on this one because we both liked that one, and it's yep, a classic. It's classic. Um, uh, what do you got here? I went. I had a lot, and I had to really pare it down. Okay, we got a. We're going to run out of time. We kind of <laughs> pick this up a little bit. Um, so top of my list is Deadwood. Oh, oh son uh, of a biscuit! Pro- I forgot. Okay, yes, <laughs> probably, okay. probably sure. no surprise there. Like, unless you are put off by very crude language or, um, uh, uh, uh what's the word I want to I want to say? the 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 writing is very cute. Um, it's, it's cleverly cute, like complicated in a, in a cute, but the cute feels like <laughs> the weird cute. word to say, because it, <laughs> but like, like it feels like the writer was smiling to himself while he wrote a lot of this dialogue. And it's my, one of my favorite things about this show, but I can see how it would irritate people. So that's my other that's disclaimer fair. on that. Yeah. Um, the second is uh, the Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Um, I oh, that I haven't heard Bogart. That okay, it's the original movie where the "We Don't Need No Stinking Badges" mm-hmm. line comes from in Blazing Saddles. Uh, l- a long, long time ago, I watched this, but it's one of those that shows up on like top ten lists, so it's probably worth a try. I have no idea how well. I mean, it's it's like from the fifties, so no, take that as it is um the third is westworld the tv Uh, series but only the first season the the Um, the new or old westworld well the old one was a movie that i've never seen movie okay all right so i'm 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 talking about the new series um i think it really drops off after the first season though so yeah i i agree with that one i i uh i think the other seasons ruined it for me so much that i didn't put it on my list uh, so much that that I, I don't want to watch it again type thing which is unfortunate because mm-hmm. i really did enjoy that first season a whole lot um here this one i have um true grit i just love that movie um with um jim the new one uh yeah the new one um I, 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 I Matt Damon said jim and, uh, it's uh the dude um it's his act yeah. jeff jeff uh <laughs> bridges Bridges, yes, Bridges? Yeah. L- l- loved him. So yeah, he he's amazing. Tombstones, my favorite, pretty much of all time. Sure, sure. Uh, it's the you know the Wyatt Earp story and the OK Corral and all the things. Um, mm-hmm. Dances with Wolves. Um, it's just one. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. It's, I I almost had that one. Yeah, yeah. I it was big when it came out. It still holds it's been up. At, at least twenty years since I've seen it. So I'm like, eh, no. yeah. But, I mean, it but, still holds but, up. But, it's it's good. There's sort of sort of started that era of like by by today's standards the the handling of natives is probably a, still a little problematic but it was a you know maybe the first or at least the biggest first that started this trend of you know let's look at those people a little more accurately or portray them a little more accurately in film in, and and move out of this you know lone ranger stereotype stuff yeah, yeah, for sure. It it felt uh, felt pretty good. I mean, it, even then, I guess. And and now, it, it, 
stereotypes aren't great with it because um, you it, it it's it's I don't know it's, it's for the time. It's not that it was in yeah. the '80s or anything. It's like when they call them Indians. That's can sure. be we know that that's an, kind of an insult now. That's that's a whole. Yeah, but that's or, what they actually called them too. So yeah, you know it, it's 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 not washed like things could be uh, right now. Um, the other one I had here was Legends of the Fall. Um, we watched that one for the show not too long ago. It's just <laughs> yeah, yep. it fits in the romance, but it's a western because it fits kind of in that in Montana, I believe is where sure, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just really loved I loved all the characters, and it's kind of a tragedy, which is a weird thing for me to enjoy a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the TV series this is a weird one that no one probably called, but I watched it in eighth grade with my class in the eighth grade called Centennial. Um, it's uh, oh, it was right. a limited miniseries that takes... my grandparents had that on VHS, and so yeah. I, I'm sure I was around and like saw a lot of it, but I don't remember. It we, we we watched it. We had to watch. It, it was like eighth grade. Uh, American histories was eighth grade we had mm. and all eighth grade American history was, was this show. So he had the entire, <laughs> the, the teacher had the entire series on VHS and we watched an episode like once a week and then every week. So in class, right. We would watch yeah, the, yeah. like on a Friday or something. And then Monday through Thursday, we would learn about all of the, the subjects that are happening in that episode, the history around it. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, it, it was an interesting way to teach a class. Um, so when you watch this, this the show, that episode, that Friday, the class together did, or I can't remember if it was like on a Monday and then we talk about it or whatever, but we, we would know about what's happening with fur traders or why they the, the who the Native American people were in that area and why they had conflict or whatever. Um, so it added a ton of meta to the episodes. And this was the first weird series that I'd ever seen. It's like a mini series is what it was where main characters died and new main characters took their place. Um, Mm. So you're like, you're going through, I can't remember because it's been 40 years or something um, where like you're following a fur trader. Who's like a hero type character. And he has conflicts with stuff and goes at some point he gets older through the series and gets to be an old man and then dies and along his travel, he meets people and think of Deadwood, right? And then one of the main mm-hmm. characters dies because of a natural thing happens. But then somebody else kind of takes their place as the most interesting character because they were already interesting. Um, and now they're the hero of the story or heroine of the story. And time moves forward. And now we're in the railroad time and talk stories about the railroad. And it was, it's so, it was very educational and took us through history. Um, so yeah, Western Centennial. It's pretty interesting. Uh, sorry, that was a quick. That was a long one. Let's talk about romance. romance All right, genre. Um, we got an easy I, blacklist on this one. Yeah, you put the Notebook on the blacklist. Um, you know, it wouldn't have been on my top anyway, but people say the Notebook. I don't know if you did romantic comedies on yours. I, I split those into a separate list. I did um, not. Well, what kind of one did? Yeah, my series is. Okay, let me let me start with those because they're easier. Um, I have While You Were Sleeping, uh, Sandra Bullock and um, Bill Pullman. Just okay. a one that I've seen hundreds of times. There's yep. some family drama, goofy jokes. Um, Sleepless in Seattle, the fun like stuff with the kids and um, 
and the the odd the, the like uh uniqueness of it being this weird long distance thing um i have a movie i think it's called maybe he's n- just not that into you something like that it's this whole sentence um okay. i think that's one that's probably not as good as i remember because i'm only remembering um good bits from it it follows like three or four relationships at the same time where a couple of the people are connected but it's mostly just these um these relationships okay and actually might be confusing it with another movie so i'm going to asterisk that one um the other one because you called me out on it is how i met your mother Um, (laughs) yep yeah that's 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 my tv series pick um you know it's 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 a sitcom so it's targeted at a specific group specific demographic Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. it it ran a little long right it was one of those where i think that the network kept renewing it um but i enjoyed it all the way through i didn't care for the ending when it happened but as time went on and i thought about it more i started to appreciate it more right um those are the romantic comedies and then in straight romance i have uh the baz lerman romeo and juliet that we watched okay from the 90s all right um w- was not a fan <laughs> right <laughs> but that's fair right. um it's the romeo and juliet story so you're not getting anything new there it's a horrible tragedy right yep. that's the whole right. that's the whole thing with that story but also just this fantastic like 90s af production with the music and the costumes and the just over the top in a way that i'm not a i'm not an expert on shakespeare but i feel like does a certain weird kind of justice to shakespeare um whatever uh the other um maybe i mean definitely more personal pick of mine is uh umbrellas of cherbourg uh yeah the, that that was the, that was one i hadn't heard of but yes french yeah. french film we watched actually that could have gone under musicals because sure. there's no talking they sing the entire time yeah. um just a just a weird quirky definitely one you haven't heard of i did um, not yeah but it's good and um the third one I have is the BBC uh, 1990s version of Pride and Prejudice um, with Jennifer Ely and, uh, um, oh, Darcy, what's his name? It's going to come to me later. Um, it's it's not as, uh, like, exciting and fast-paced as the, as the remake with, or the remake, I don't know, as the... Keir Knightley version that came later. I I like um, that one a lot. That's my favorite one. <laughs> but it's you know, it's it's that very like '90s BBC style where it's kind of calm and reserved, but you still get a lot of the 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 nuance in Jane Austen's writing um, that I appreciated. Yeah, I, I I like that one a lot. It's hard not to put Pride and Prejudice on there, and I like the the Keir Knightley one a whole lot. Um, it, it almost felt like a too easy one. People who want to like romance things, yeah, um, it's a it's a fairly classic love story. So. Yeah, but but I I would recommend it still. I think if someone hadn't 
Like, I haven't seen any romance movies, and I want to know what Clean Slate, what's a good romance? And I can't say The Notebook, which I wouldn't say The Notebook. Uh, Pride and Prejudice, yeah. It, yeah, it's it's uh, one you can't go wrong with. Um, for me, it was just personal stuff that when I watched them, it felt very, I can remember the feeling of feeling very romantic with it. Not because of, of any situation. I don't think any of these three I watched with anyone. Um, but mm-hmm. I liked Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Um, sure. It just does. I like the, you know, him him and her was pretty great. Um, the Count of Monte Cristo. That's hmm. really good one. I, uh, Henry Cavill's in that one as the son, by the way, uh, in oh, one of his first shows. And you've got Mail. It's my favorite romance one of all time. Tom I, Hanks. I and almost. Ryan. I almost put that one on, but I picked the other Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie. I, I get sa- sappy at it, and and the uh, I wanted it to be you always. You know, makes my heart feel feel mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Um, and my this is a weird romance one because people could put it in a lot of different categories, but. Um, I had tear balls in my eyes at the end for, of the good place for a series. Um, okay. It, interesting. Like, uh, you know, cause, um, him yeah. and her and the, well, they won't they, and, and how much they love each other. And then when the ending happens, it was just, even now it's a little like ah, type stuff, but it's such an incredible show. <coughs> And and the romance in it was really great, even though it's not necessarily a romance to me, the romance was amazing. Um, and and is worth it watching, uh, because of how much she changes and they change and stuff. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this next category is a weird one. It's heist. Uh, I know they can go into. Uh, it could be considered a subcategory, but I love heist genres. Um, our uh, can't have on this one is Ocean's Eleven because I think that's a everyone says heist and that's what they they pick. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll go through this one real quick. Um, Two are very simple. They're Guy Ritchie movies, Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch. Um, mm. Just Those are just the best for me. I watch, I've watched them a hundred times. I'll watch them a hundred more. Um, yeah, I, w- I would have named either of those if I had remembered. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just they're so Ritchie. good. Yeah. Um, and the, he's got another one called The Gentleman, which is also good, but those two are the top. Uh, and for heist movies, I had to pick a spy one here. Um, and any of the Mission Impossible movies, I think uh, they're all really good with sure. um, Tom yeah, Cruise. Good. Um, I, I, I will. I look forward to the new one as much as I like looked forward to the second one because they were they're just continue to be good. Uh, for a TV series, is a weird one. It's only because it's personal. It's very corny. Um, it's called Leverage. That um, was on. It's not a great writing or great acting. It's just candy it feels candy and it's a tv <laughs> series heist like a bunch of robin hoods who are who are heisting for the good of people you know so sure. it always starts with somebody like it almost feels like that what's that movie we watched with uh natasha lizette leone is her name um uh um poker face just, poker face this kind of has that kind of format type thing where at the beginning somebody's been wronged and then the leverage team goes and tries to, to put their thieving <laughs> skills together to perform a heist yeah, yeah, yeah. to get back at those. I think somebody recommended that to me, and I started it. But I don't know if I got more than two or three episodes before I lost interest. Yeah, that's or fair. Just, just had something else to watch. Like, I don't remember disliking it. Yeah, it, it's fair. But but it, I would recommend it because if you liked it, like if that's the, the people you can get into that corny thing, then you'll love it. Right, you'll, you'll right. love the, the all the seasons that they have are are pretty much uh, worth watching. Uh, what did you have for some heist stuff? 
I'm re- make, taking notes in case I, f- I forget any. Okay. I haven't seen uh, n- nothing clever here because, you know, my Ocean's Eleven is my all-time favorite heist of all time. It is great. It's wonderful. Um, I, you can't not watch that one yet. I have The Sting, Robert Redford, and uh, I forget who I else was the, in that. Did I see that? Um, you know, I should have said Sneakers. So I was gonna say I know sneakers, and I I'm I'm, to... I'm changing that to sneakers because I saw Sting <laughs> once years ago, and okay, I remember it. being okay. And it's definitely in that like if you look up top ten heist movies, it's definitely on that list. But I think Sneakers is a little more obscure, and mm-hmm. you know it's set in its time. But I think a lot of heist movies are gonna be Sydney um, is in that one, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, um. Oh, the Ghostbuster. Um, why can't I think of his name? Um, whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it'll, it'll come Ray. Later. It's Ray. Ray. Ray stands. Why are we? Yeah. Blank. Um, this guy's name. Dan Aykroyd. And and the other is the Usual Suspects, which ah uh, okay sure yeah okay is a little like heist is a little bit of a of a um stretch for the for the category there, but I kind of struggled with that with this category because I was so fixated on. On Ocean's Eleven, yeah, because <laughs> you're like, darn it, why we picked that one? That's exactly, an easy one. that's an exactly. Easy one. All right, thrill. So you you lead this one off with with the thriller category for thrillers. Um, I have Memento. Oh, no fair. That's that's a good one. Yeah, uh, Chris Christopher Nolan pre Batman. Um, Can I steal that? I'm gonna steal that. <laughs> it. It has. Oh wait, no, that's know, on my list. That's my number one. <laughs> one of his. <laughs> I forgot my has, list. Okay. Some some of his signature nonlinear storytelling, but not as um, not as extreme and kind of uh, frustrating as like Dunkirk or I never saw Tenet because I only heard bad things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Memento is solid. Uh, the other is Silence of the Lambs. That's a little bit horror thriller, but I yeah. think definitely more thriller. Just. Um, um, Anthony Hopkins, fantastic performance there. And then uh, for TV shows, I have For All Mankind. Ooh, what a great thing! That, that's that a one, weird one for thriller, but it is not yeah, weird, thrillers it, a little. But there's a lot of really high suspense with the space stuff. So that was just what I thought of when I was like, oh, do I have any TV shows in this category? Thriller is not a genre I seek out, so I struggle with that one a bit. I, I, uh, I'm glad that you put For All Mankind on the list because it, it deserves a, a TV recommendation somewhere, and I, I like, I'm glad that you did that one. Uh, I did, honestly. I didn't cheat and steal yours. Memento was my number one. I was looking at the wrong category when I was looking at, at my list here, but Memento is, sure. is number one. And I, thought, I remember now when I wrote that down, I thought, oh, he's going to forget Memento, but you didn't. Um, Leon the Professionals. I have four of them here. Memento. Leon the mm-hmm. Professionals. Another one that I really mm-hmm. liked for three thriller. Yeah, uh, it surprised me when I first watched it. It 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 was enjoyable when we watched it again uh, for the show. Right. Um, I like Falling Down. It's the one where um, Michael Douglas um, yep. loses his job and yep. goes on a rampage. Goes on a rampage. Yeah, just you know, on his way home, trying to get home. Uh, that one was a surprise thriller for me when I watched it and I was hooked all the way through and still enjoy it. Uh, the last one is, um, Patriot games. Uh, I love the, Cl- the Clancy stuff and that's my favorite one. Uh, sure. 
Yeah, it's not looking bad. There's Hunt for Red October, which is pretty great. Um, but I think Patriot Games is still phenomenal. Uh, thriller, I think people should watch uh, the series 24. Uh, I know it okay. got a, it, it, it had a gimmick to it, the people that per- turned people off. Um, yeah, I was watching Lost while that was uh, yep. while that was on. And that, that's didn't, right. Didn't get into it. Yeah, it, it had a gimmick type thing. You know, every show is in real mm-hmm. time for an hour, which, you know, it, it was like the the minute ticked down as they were going, but then you're like, there's no way he could have gotten from there to there in seven minutes, you know, across town, but he was there, you know? Um, so you take that with the grain of salt and not worry too hard on that one. Um, and you're okay. Just remember movie magic. People can teleport around. Mm -hmm, It's fine. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but it it had, it has a lot of really great characters, great story. And it 100% embodies the word thriller. Um, it has something like a billion seasons. I want to say like five or something, but I only the first say three were good. And then they start losing material after that. Um, so you can watch one or two seasons and just really have a good, good time with that show. Sure. Uh, the next one is action. Speaking of actions action. with thriller and stuff. Uh, this is a big, huge genre. We've got three left. Our last three categories are action, gangster, and adventure. For those listening, uh, on usually action, action and adventure are combined. They, they I mean, usually they usually we, are, but we they, split them out. They, they feel a little different. Uh, action, we can't use Terminator, Predator, or Aliens. Um, yeah, those are just like the, the staple, like Arnold Schwarzenegger type things. All right. Um, what do you got for action? Okay, so I have one of each. Uh, my movie pick here is Casino Royale. Oh yeah, good one. That's a good one. James um, Bond. I think I think probably the best Bond. If you want to get into the franchise, almost everything before that is now problematic in some way. Especially... You are talking. You are talking about the the new. Casino yes, okay. the new Daniel Craig. Yes, James Bond. He's my favorite uh, Bond, and that's my favorite one. Yeah, we watched this movie and oh, talked wait. about it. So no, Sky Skyfall is my favorite one, but that yeah. one's really really good. Um, the other is the TV show Justified. I have not um, seen that. Is Again, that with, I don't. Uh, the Mandalorian guy, not Mandalorian, uh, Deadwood guy. Yeah, uh, Timothy Oliphant yeah. and um, um, well, Walton Goggins. How's that? How's that? How's that stand up to uh, Deadwood? Uh, it's different because it's modern, but Oliphant is kind of playing the same character, which I appreciated. Okay. Yeah, um, I like. Again, I like it probably ran too long, but for the first couple seasons, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and um, and that's what I've got for action. What's the what's the what's the character he plays in Deadwood? What's his name? Um, Bullock. Bullock. <laughs> My so many incredible lines. Uh, but when talking about Bullock's character, because you said the same character between the two, um, I like when. Um, uh, why I'm, it's late? I'm forgetting these names now. Um, uh, the the main owner of the gym saloon, Swearingen. Swearingen. When Swearingen sits there and he goes, Bullock, is there not a thing that you just don't go straight at? <laughs> he says, <laughs> and he says, no. I was like, I love it. Um, so I chose uh, for action. Um, man, it's an easy one for me because I'm such a, a jet plane nut that Top Gun would be my, my best action movie. Mm. Uh, both of them. Top Gun, Top Gun, Maverick. Those, you know, sure. fit in one long movie. Love them all. We'll watch them many times. Uh, Gladiator. I just, there's nothing wrong with Gladiator. I love it. So put that one in there. Total Recall. People should watch Total Recall. It's a good. It's a good action movie from you know the eighties, nineties, whatever that that genre uh, time that was in. Um, and 
I'm getting ready to rewatch it again because I saw it on, I believe, Netflix um, and had forgotten about it. But uh, talk about action movie. Black Hawk Down is a military uh, movie that is just really, really good. Um, sure. Everyone should watch yeah. it. I would recommend it Like as the obscure thing. You want to watch an action military thing? Go watch Black Hawk Down. Even over Top Gun because Top Gun's more fantastical adventure type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Black Hawk Down is... It's based on a real thing with real people and how they would kind of really act. The military really did. Uh, my TV series, I loved watching Alias. It was, it's mm. a, it's got a heist-ish thing, but there's a lot of action by a totally badass lady um, played by Ben Affleck's ex-wife, uh, Jennifer Garner. And uh, she's amazing. She's an amazing actress in all things, and she got her start in this one and was amazing in it. So, uh Incredible leading lady. Uh, Nick, yeah, I, watched, I watched some of that, and I don't remember why I dropped off, but by the time I considered getting back in it, the story had gone so off the rails. That I was it's like, off the rails, mind. yes. Like, this is another one of those, like, two seasons. At one point, a huge pivotal thing happens that, like, changes the focus of the series, because there's, like, a yeah. primary focus of the series of what it's right. based on, and they solve that a couple seasons in. And I'm glad that they did because they didn't string it out forever. But what they go into, it just, like you said, goes off the rails. I'm like, okay, now you've, now you've just lost it, mm-hmm. um, which is unfortunate. So watch it up until that point, and it's a wonderful spy uh, TV show. <laughs> uh, okay, it's a big one. Gangster. We're not allowing um, Godfather on this Godfather. one because anybody says Godfather on that one. We should, we should have kind of capped a couple others, but Godfather is fine. Um. This one was a little tricky for me. Uh, I picked The Departed ah, as shit. the movie. Um, I said it. There's our there's our bleep. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Uh, that's a, such a good one. That's like the that's, best. I mean, so much so much good acting that's just crammed with like every the good, best yes um, actor. Uh, for TV shows, I have Sons of Anarchy. Although there's a big asterisk on that because, as mm. you said off the air, uh, it's hard to follow a organized crime family through a TV series and not mm-hmm. eventually get to a point where there's nobody left you can sympathize or empathize with. Yeah. Be- yeah. Because they, they just do one too many bad things and you're like, uh, yeah, the, the, whatever good they're doing in, in sort of, you know, outlaw justice is not worth this. They've crossed this line, but I watched it for, I don't know, at least five or six seasons. Um, there's one whole season where they go to Ireland, and it's clearly not Ireland, but um, for a while, it's good. And it's a kind of, it's one of those things where they're pulling stories from Greek mythology or something um, for some of the some of the bigger arcs. Yeah. Um, and I don't even, I'm not a motor, like motorcycle, any of that kind of stuff is my... Yeah my gem that was fine um the other one which is more of a comedy and also not really gangster but felt adjacent is weeds okay Uh, that that's Um, one i missed i will say yeah uh i mean this one starts with a gimmick right a woman with uh two sons her husband dies and she doesn't know how to work to provide for her family and so she starts 
um, selling weed, selling marijuana. Okay. Obviously, okay. this is from a time before um, it was legalized. Started in being, places, being right? legalized in, in a lot of states, um, but she discovers that it's pretty easy for her to sell to people in her, you know, uh, upper middle class circles. Yeah, um, and of course, hijinks ensue, and so it's not like the there's not really gang stuff, but they're sort of is eventually as she gets pulled in more into um these different underworld stuff and it's another one that goes on so long that the stories get ridiculous but that happens with tv i i i wanted i always wanted to watch it um it's up there i've not seen people are gonna hate me for saying this but breaking bad either um the weeds and breaking bad are two shows that are on my list of things that i you know i have to watch at some time in my life i have to sit down and actually make it happen um but uh they're they're so he- they feel so heavy that I that I haven't watched them. I'm glad that you used the word comedy in it because that now that makes it easier there's, for me to. I've to not think of. I've also not seen Breaking Bad, but there's a lot of humor in Weeds, even though some of the situations are serious. You know, there's uh, Kevin Nealon in there. He's a stand-up. So yeah. Um, well, the I have always had a big crush on Mary Louise Parker, like just sure celebrity crush crush. Um, I saw her <laughs> in Red, and then. Weeds was before Red, but I, yeah. that's when I took notice and I was like, oh my gosh, she's the most cutest, uh, quirkiest actress I've ever seen. And I need to go watch all her things. So I haven't yeah. seen Weeds yet. Um, so that, that helps me out there. Uh, cool. I went um, on this one with Heat. Uh, re- re- just a lot of big name people on here doing their big name gangster stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just great. I, uh, I added Ronan. Which is another another one there. It's kind right, of a heist. That's right. a heist, really, but it's got gangsters in it. Um, mm-hmm. So, and and I had to put Ronan on the list. Uh, Gangs of New York, definitely another one of those Leo movies that I uh, turned me into to wanting to wanting to desperately hate that actor, and then he does you know mm. another movie. This is another right, one right, of those. Right. He's fantastic. And Road to Perdition. Uh, this is with Tom Hanks doing. The Incredible Tom Hanks. Um, not always, not a really a great. It's another one of those tragedies, we'll say. Uh, okay. So to, to be a surprise for me to, to put on my list, but the, the the road is worth it, as it says, the road to perdition. Um, just you watch that and you're like, wow, this is the why the guy's a national treasure. Um, mm. So you need to watch that one. I didn't have a show for this one because I don't know any TV show. I think you did better with stuff like Weeds. Um, and I haven't watched a lot of the other ones, but people will say things like Ozarks and uh, Breaking Bad. I'm sure. Yeah. Again, it's it's not a genre that I get super into with a it's, lot of ditto, crime ditto, and ditto here. Uh, it, it just feels heavy to me, and and they always feel like they're going to end with. So, you know, people are going to say Sopranos, right? But it always feels like it has to end with a terrible ending. So I I feel like why do I want to invest so many 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 hours and seasons of thing that has to end with the main guys being bad I don't know. right um the last one's adventure this is just a fun category yes it kind of fits in other things action thriller a lot of other stuff but an adventure movie uh we got to kick goonies off it's our last one and goonies is the quintessential adventure movie um and indiana jones um those two movies disqualified <laughs> uh, we'll lead off with uh you on this one all right i I also didn't pick um, uh, Stranger Things here. That felt like it, it should be on the blacklist. At least the first season. Uh, um, not a big fan. First season, sure. 
I'm not a fan of the yeah. rest of it. <laughs> yeah, same, exactly. Uh, so I have two movies. The first is Joe versus the Volcano. Oh, I love watched. it. So fun. Um, that good definitely is one of those pick. where I'm like, I'm like, you probably haven't heard of it. So I'm going to put it on. It also gave yeah. me, uh, between the two of us, we got all three Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movies. <laughs> oh, um, nice. It's a, that, you get a gold star for that one, Dennis. That's a good gold star right, recommendation right. on that. Um, it's just, again, like, like Umbrellas of Cherbourg, it's like something that you've never seen. Like it, it's nothing. I've never mm-hmm. seen anything like it. Um, you should, you should. Meg Ryan second, plays three different amazing characters in that one movie. Yeah, I I almost put this one in romance. Um, the second is Master and Commander. Ugh, which, you followed up with a terrible recommendation. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is one that I again have not seen in a long time, but I've been hearing some of the like podcasts I listen to talk about it. And I'm like, I remember that being really good, and a lot of like my dad and brothers will rewatch it every couple years i'm like that's got to be a solid like adventure right they're on a ship and they go sail around south america and yeah yeah all this stuff um the third this one maybe should have been in action instead of adventure okay. um for tv because again when you said tv series yeah, um, yeah i've got spartacus blood and sand oh heard of it not seen it uh yeah, this was on good to hear that recommendation okay this was on stars or showtime so it's very much the like season one game of thrones level of oh cool um, of sex and violence yeah um it's it was one of those things that after watching it i would watch other things that people and again i'm not a big action person but they're like oh this is great when when um matt Mer- when daredevil does a thing and he fights in the hallway with all these guys and i'm like yeah. Yeah, but they're still just punching and kicking. There's no, <laughs> there's no sword. There's no blood. Nobody gets decapitated. Like I don't, I don't remember if there's decapitation. But I mean, the subtitle to Spartacus is "Blood and Sand," and so right, at yeah. least once per episode, you see blood or sand moving in slow motion. It's a little bit like, uh, again, it's been a long time since I thought, saw Three Hundred. Though we're gonna watch it in a couple weeks, it's like the fighting parts of Three Hundred, the TV show. Um, nice so it's again not for everybody it's very uh you know sex and violence at 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 peak levels in this series but i remember really liking it nice yeah that's i i remember seeing that thing and thinking like oh this is something i had to watch and then and i lost track of it i think it maybe was on running on netflix for a while but um, it might have been it might have been they had they had a weird thing where the the lead actor passed away at some point and so they sort oh. of rebooted it with a different guy, and it was weird. Oh, interesting. Uh, my adventure ones are uh, some pretty staple ones. They're not going to be a big surprise except for maybe the TV. Uh, Back to the Future. I mean, it wasn't blacklisted, so I had to put it on there. Cause yeah, I thought of that one for several categories. It's it's That's a cheap, that's a cheap win. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, there might be somebody looking back in the here and saying, Michael, why is there not a single Marvel movie that you put on here? Yes, I could put Winter Soldier in there. I could put a lot of things. We can't put Endgame because you cannot recommend Endgame. Just go out and watch that anything. No. Uh, so I did put a Marvel movie on here in an adventure thing because this Marvel movies are a lot of adventures. And I'm not saying it's the best Marvel movie. Don't get confused. But I think if I'm going to tell somebody who knows nothing about anything uh, and want to watch a good adventure movie and I like to give them a comic book movie, I'm going to tell them to go see Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, it's fresh. It's kind of new. Um, 
there's so many Spider-Man storytellings, and this is just a good new one and can get you in on the Tom Holland stuff. And he just does a wonderful job on that one. Uh, Stand By Me is also, I think, an easy win. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Kids going on a coming-of-age adventure with a story that, that that's told throughout. Um, if you haven't seen it, go see Stand By Me. It's uh, worth your time. Uh, this is the surprising one that most people probably haven't heard of before, but I love Michael Douglas in Romancing the Stone. Uh, just mm. a kind of a, not a knockoff Indiana Jones, but an 80s modern kind of Indiana Jones type thing. Romancing the Stone, good one. TV series one, this is a personal recommendation. I would tell people for an adventure thing to go watch The Last Kingdom. Um, sure, the movie, sure. the, it, it had like four or five seasons, which were all phenomenal. All of them were, not, not a single one wasn't. And uh, it had a movie that just was released on Netflix um, to cap it all off, which was pretty fantastic. Um, this one, the best part about this one is that the main character uh, has a big story to him. But the best thing about him is that he has kind of a modern day sensibility. It's set back, it's uh, based on a book that is loosely based on real characters. So it's historical fiction. Yeah, um, like like eight, nine hundred uh um, yes, AD, that, that time C. period. Yes, correct. The Saxons and the the Norse. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the Danes and the Saxons coming together. Um, and um, so I won't talk about the show, but the main, I think, one of the things that a big draw about it is that there's a lot of just backward thinking in that time period. You know, a lot of stuff that the church does that are centered around and way people act and behave and kings and monarchies and stuff that are just kind of abhorrent and you expect in this kind of series, but the main character has modern sensibilities kind of hmm. like he just, everybody hates him for it, but he won't stand for like some misogynistic kind of behavior, right? Which is okay. a very normal thing in that time period. Or when the church would do something evil and greedy, he just won't stand for it because it doesn't make sense. Uh, at least to our modern sensibilities. Right. Sure. Uh, and and so you you tend in that way you tend to really like the main character because he's doing the things that you want to have happen in a world that doesn't that doesn't happen. Right. And that's the that's the historical fiction on, on this guy. This character is the character that doesn't actually exist in reality. Right. Uh, so they took like history and put a, a main character in that can actually do the things that you would want to do in that time. So, okay. yeah, re- really great adventure. Good story. I'm rewatching it again so I can watch the, the series. Um, but yeah, I mean, watch the, the movie. It's, it's really fun. So that was a lot. We did a lot of genres here, 13 genres. Um, good recommendations. I think this is a good episode to tell people like, Hey, listen to this one and you can, hopefully you'll have uh timestamp marks on the, the thing where we talk about each genre. So people can just say, I want to see a, a romance and click to it. Can I, can I put you on that task? Or for the. the yeah, the, we'll the, put the, it on a, we'll put it on the notes for this, this page yeah. on the website. So we can skip straight to like, I want to see a thriller and go watch Memento, which we both agreed with. There was like two, <laughs> I think, right. That we had on here that were the same. Um, a couple. Yeah. Memento and I don't. I don't remember. I mean, all of them were great recommendations, but I, I, I know Memento was one, uh, you know, that, that we both had it went on there. So yeah. um, everybody should watch those. 
Cool, man. I think we got it all. We saved a couple lives tonight with this. This was all great. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And definitely went long, as we always <laughs> do when we when we don't follow the script. So uh, next week, we'll talk about Confess Fletch and... Yeah. Time maybe watch the original because I watched them both, and then we can talk. <laughs> Man, I got to put the screws to me on this one. Yeah, 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 a little bit. Oh, well, and I'm going to be doing family stuff all weekend, so it actually works out for me to. There we go. See, extra I did it for you, Dennis. I did it for you. <laughs> all right. Well, you've been listening to the Front Porch. This is episode 296. Thanks as always to our friends at LRM Online. You can check them out. Our buddy Fox has reviews on all the new movies and games. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us via email and tell us all of the things we didn't mention in these uh, incredibly personal off-the-cuff uh, recommendation lists or recommend something you think we should watch and discuss for the podcast, uh, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com or you can head over to our website, frontporchpodcast.com and use the contact, contact forms there to reach out to us. If you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on the podcast of your choice. And while you're there, if you would leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. It helps us out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time. Bye.